Welcome to the Chris Oldcorn Show. We have a fantastic show for you tonight. We are joined again by Juno Award-nominated guitarist, songwriter, and producer Jeff Gunn, who will also be giving us a performance of one of his songs off of his very first album. Also, I'll be talking about Donald Trump and his uh, supposed vaccine that will be ready by the end of the year. And we'll also look at the numbers for Algoma and Ontario, and there is some reason for hope. We'll be right back after the break. And welcome back. We are joined today by Jeff Gunn, a Juno Award-nominated artist. He's going to be playing his guitar in just one moment for us, but before he starts his song that he's going to play off of his album, uh, we're going to talk about his actual process for writing a song. So how do you go about writing your songs? You, your second album is out now. You've got two full albums out. How do you right. go about creating those songs for, those, uh, for your solo uh, albums? Sure. So basically, my process, and it's been pretty uh, creative lately, actually, being here at home all the time, is I will usually just start with a single concept. And then I'll keep uh, adding to it. You know, I'll record it using my cell phone um, visually so I don't forget any of the parts. <laughs> and basically, uh, basically, I'll start with that. And then I, it kind of builds day by day. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to sit down and see if I can add anything else to this. Other tunes are written in five minutes where it's like, okay, this is it. It's done. Um, but I usually, I really enjoy the process of doing a little bit and then coming back to it with fresh ears and fresh eyes and, and fresh hands and kind of, you know, a, adding to that song until it gets to where it needs to be. And it's a, it's a little bit of a lengthy process. Um, there've been there's different experiences doing solo guitar is a little bit different from say being in the studio mm -hmm. when you're, maybe you're co-writing with the artist, you know, when you're both sharing ideas or if you're in a songwriting session and suddenly you have to come up with something in the next three hours. So there's different, there's different, uh, I would say, um, aspects of, of writing depending on the situation. Awesome. And now you're going to play a song off of, and is this off your latest album you're going to play now or your first album? Uh, this is actually off the first one. Okay. Um, my latest one is called Sonic Tales. Yep. Um, and the last one before that was called uh, All the Roads We Take. But I'm actually going to share a tune or a part of a tune called uh, Candle Lanterns. Awesome. Go for it. All right.
There you are. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much. Now, if people want to find out more about your music, where can they get more info? Well, basically, um, my Instagram is jeffgun1. I have a website as well, uh, jeffgunmusic.com, uh, and a YouTube channel. If you look up Gun Jeffrey, it's two N's, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so um, we should note that it's Jeff Gun with two N's, yes. Yeah, Scottish roots, right? <laughs> yeah. So basically, you can find me there. Um, Instagram's a great way, as I said, Jeff Gun one um, as well as I have a uh, on Facebook, the uh, Jeff Gunn musician slash author artist page as well. And uh, during this time, it's been nice to get a lot more people. As I'm posting more, I'm finding I'm getting more people coming to the site. So it's great. Yeah, awesome. And Jeff and I actually grew up together uh, playing tennis 12 hours a day through the summer. <laughs> That's right. Fun <laughs> so, memories. <laughs> yes. The next time I'm in Toronto, we're going to have to get together and play a game. Rematch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a lot of fun when we were kids. So. It was. I yeah. think we were obsessed with tennis at that time, yeah, too. Yeah. It still, was, still love it. Still love it. It's a great sport. I love it. Um, so thank you very much. We've been uh, joined by Jeff Gunn, a Juno Award-nominated guitarist, and we'll be right back. Hello, and welcome back. We have some promising numbers for both Algoma and Ontario, so I'm going to explain both and why we are getting some positive news. Now, first for Algoma, we are still at only 13 positive cases. However, now 12 of those have been resolved, which means we only have one positive case of COVID-19 in the Algoma district that we know of at this time. We're just waiting for 261 tests to come back, which is way down from on Friday when we were waiting for almost 400 tests to come back. Part of that has to do with the fact that the uh, Ford government is now doing over 15,000 tests a day. As a matter of fact, uh, over the weekend, they actually did over 17,000 tests on one of the days. Now, here's the, where the promising numbers come in. First, I'm going to talk about the not-so-great number. Um, yesterday, 84 people died here in Ontario from COVID-19. That is down two people from our high of 86, which was last week. Now, we have only 370 new cases that came in yesterday. That is a good number. It's way, way down. I mean, in the last seven to eight days, we've had two days over 500. Now we're getting under 400. That's, that's a positive sign. Now, in that, we have to keep in mind that, unfortunately, our long-term care homes is where a lot of the cases are coming from and a lot of the deaths. There's now outbreaks at 212 long-term care homes across the province, and they are approximately 75% of all deaths. And unfortunately, um, we also have a lot of healthcare workers, frontline workers who are getting COVID-19 as well. And about 15% of all of our cases of COVID-19 are the frontline workers who are trying to keep us safe. And we are now seeing testing being done for them and, and more widespread testing being done in the long-term care homes as well, which Doug Ford had asked for last week as well. There is some promising numbers in the data though. Our death rate is very high yesterday and that is a shame and in, uh, it's unfortunate. But there are a few numbers that are actually looking good. One is our hospitalization, hospitalizations are down to 984 people in the hospital right now. That's down from a high of much higher than that. And then we have people in the ICU, we're down to 225, which is also down. As a matter of fact, that's down by 50 just from Friday. And on ventilators, we only have 175 people on ventilators right now. 
which is really, really good that we only have 175 people on ventilators. The hospitalizations, our ICUs, and the ventilator numbers are all trending in the right direction, and so are the new cases as well. So we are starting to possibly really, as we called it, flattening the curve and possibly starting to at least go down a little bit in terms of uh, how many new cases we have. Unfortunately, um, the deaths are high right now, um, but if we can prevent new cases, that'll lower the death toll in the future. Now, I want to talk about Donald Trump for a sec. Uh, on the weekend, he did a virtual town hall with Fox News, and he said two things um, that were worth, are worth noting. The first is um, he expects now uh, at least 100,000 Americans to die from COVID-19. Originally, he said there'd be a max of 60,000. It's well past that now. It's over 67,000 Americans had died as of yesterday. Uh, and that number could go over 100,000. If Trump is admitting it's going to go over 100,000, it's probably going to go higher than that. Uh, and then also a vaccine. Now, across the globe, infectious disease experts have been saying that we will probably not see a vaccine. Could be until the end of 2021. Donald Trump last night said that he thinks a vaccine will be available by the end of December. No health expert on the planet, including Dr. Fauci, who is the person who's supposedly giving Donald Trump's information, uh, has said that we'll have a vaccine by the end of the year. I don't see any research being done or vaccines being tested that could actually be ready for humans by the end of the year, just because of the protocols that are in place uh, when you're testing new drugs. Now, a lot of it has been very fast-tracked and fast-tracked into humans, which is great, assuming that there's not massive side effects. But at the same time, the idea that we'll have a vaccine by the end of the year, there's just nothing supporting that statement from Donald Trump. If you look at Dr. Fauci, for example, he expects one in 12 months, which would then put us in spring of 2021, not in December of 2020. It would be fantastic if we could get to the point where we have a vaccine by the end of this year, but to be realistic and not to get people's hopes up, it's more likely we're not gonna see a vaccine until at least spring of 2021. Now, one thing I also want to talk about today is about beef in this country. Cargill in Alberta uh, does about 36% of all the beef processing in Canada, and they have been shut down because of a COVID-19 outbreak. They've had one employee die from COVID-19. There's another plant in Alberta called JBS Canada. They also process beef. Combined between JBS and Cargill, it's almost 50% of all the meat processing done in Canada for beef. They're also in a shutdown and they've also lost an employee as well. The Cargill has asked their employees to come back to work as of today. Uh, over the weekend, their union filed a stop work clause and also labor complaint clause as well so that they don't have to go back to work and they did not return to work today. We'll see where that goes and where and how that develops, but right now, meet the beef processing capacity in this country is half of what it normally is. So expect to be eating a lot of chicken and pork in the next little while and fish because you're going to start seeing shortages of beef in the stores. And I even noticed this weekend when I went grocery shopping that the beef section was not as full as all the other sections. So just be prepared to eat some chicken, fish, and pork over the next little while. But I will say this, we have a glut of French fries because 75% of all French fries are eaten in restaurants and all the French fries are on sale. So go out and buy all the French fries you'll want because they're all like half price right now.
Now, we'll be back in a moment uh, with Jeff Gunn, who's a guitarist I started an interview with on Friday. We'll have the second part of that interview and also a short concert from him. We'll be right back. Hold tight. Thank you for joining us for the Chris Oldcorn Show. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Chris Oldcorn. I'd like to thank my guests, Jeff Gunn, Juno Award-nominated guitarist, songwriter, and producer, and for his performance as well, which was amazing. We'll see you back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for a special report. I'm Chris Oldcorn. Have a fantastic evening. <laughs>